Zach and my mom, my mom, my Zach. What's up, Mr. Ed? Bro, what a night. Uh, yeah. Honestly, that's probably like the most fun I've ever had on Facebook. Like <laughs> having a live reaction to every draft pick. That was freaking awesome. You mean you weren't one of the uh, the people when Facebook came out and was playing that farm game? No. Hmm. I don't have a green thumb, and I'm pretty sure I would kill all the plants if I had it on a phone. So I just – plus, it just sounds dumb. I'd rather just have a real farm. <laughs> um, something came across my desk, and I thought it was an interesting topic to bring up. Um, making babies, doing the dirty. Okay. What would you, what's your playlist? What do you mean? Like when you're smashing, what music are you going to play? Oh, I thought you meant like playlists. Like you start like on top and then on bottom and you switch to the side and then you go. Around. I don't care about your positions. Well, I, mean, I thought that was the playlist. And so it's like, um, I'm if not you, in. If you don't play music now, if just one day you decide, hey, we're going to smash and I'm going to play this playlist. What would it be? I don't know. That's a that's a good question. I mean, like, there's also there's some '90s R&B that pops into into my mind immediately. Heat sweat. Oh yeah, a little twisted. Everybody <laughs> loves that. You know, or like anything with like a good beat. But um, is it wrong to play R. Kelly now? I mean, not if you piss on her. I think. That's <laughs> I mean, if she's into that, you know. I mean. That would be kind of a cool way to break it to her. Be like, hey, baby, I'm going to let you know what I'm into. And you start playing R. Kelly. She's like, God damn it, you ain't pissing on me. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be great. Um, I don't really have a play. Are you going with, like, a quick song because you know it's not going to last very long? Or, like, I mean, do, do you have, like, a 10 song playlist? Like, I mean, I, I like to think that I know what I'm doing now. I've been married a little while. <laughs> now? So, like, back in the day, like, when you were in high school or college or whatever, and people were like, oh, yeah, he only lasts two and a half minutes. Right? That was probably, like, a drawback. Right? <laughs> people were like, wait a minute. That's not long enough for anything. Like, I can't even get comfortable in two and a half minutes. But, like, when you're married, two and a half minutes is, like, the golden time frame. Right, right, because it's right in between loads of laundry or it's right in between kids <laughs> screaming or, you know what I mean? Like, it works out perfectly. And I kind of feel like if 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 I last any longer, I'm just annoying. I think uh, I probably started out with uh, Yellow Submarine. <laughs> Why? Why uh, that shitty song? Move it to uh, next one would probably be um, Thunderstruck. Um, and maybe finish it off with a little Randy Travis. I don't know. Why Randy Travis? Because you're going to cry afterward? Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah. Like, I don't know. There's some old country, like, rock that sounds good. Like, like the Eagles. Like, take it to the limit. (laughs) That sounds pretty good. But then that's kind of like lovey-dovey stuff. Right. Right. So, I, I mean, there's I, other stuff. 
you could just just go with speed metal and just well right this is kind of what i was thinking let's see if it'll play no yeah that's always a good one but then like do you have to keep rhythm with that you see what i mean like that's a pretty powerful stroke there (laughs) (laughs) but then once the song starts picking up you can do a little bit quicker strokes on there well yeah but i mean like literally once the once the beat goes from this to this i'm done (laughs) (laughs) three stroke game and i'm out i mean you know we got a lot to cover man you ready i mean i guess let's go Woo! What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of Two Wannabe Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And here we are, the aftermath of round one of the NFL Draft 2021. Um, my opinion, first off, outstanding job, sir, on uh, Facebook yesterday. You As did, well for you. Good job. Uh, we we were extremely busy last night keeping up with every draft pick, giving our opinion on Facebook and Twitter. I had fun with it. And I was like, "Damn, this is a lot of work." But you yeah. know what? It, it it was it was a blast. Now I will not be doing it for round two or any of the other following rounds. Uh, if I see something that surprises me, I may throw something out there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we might see a couple of trades that might be, uh, you know, worthy of commenting on. But I kind of feel like after the first round, we pretty much know. Um. We, we pretty much have seen all of the uh, the playmakers and the, the known players. Um, I don't really think we want to be talking about, like, you know, second and third string uh, offensive linemen that get drafted. Well, I mean, I, obviously, they're clearly important. All these picks are going to be important. Some of these guys could be impact players. We all know the story that Tom Brady got drafted in the sixth round, blah, blah, blah. Like we well, all I, I think the biggest news that's going to come out, especially for round two, is – the quarterbacks that come out, Kyle Trask, uh, Mullen. Yeah. Um, and, you know, that's probably going to be the highlight of it. Um, yesterday's draft was fun, but also it was kind of like a lot of it was already on script and you knew what was going to happen. Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, there were a couple of curveballs. I mean, there were two <laughs> running backs drafted in the first round, which – on my mock draft, I didn't have any. So I want to say one of the biggest things that I thought was really odd is that Dallas went ahead and traded with somebody within their division so they can move up. I didn't understand that play. Um, it worked out in their favor, though. Yeah, they still got Michael Parsons. Um, and I, But the Eagles, like, you look at it, though, how everything laid out, you don't think Devontae Smith uh, would have been available at 12? Like, why – why trade up? You... Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, looking at it in, you know, hindsight, yeah, I agree with you. Um, he probably would have been available at 12, but I know, I mean, clearly uh, the Giants traded out of their spot at 11. Yeah. So if well, they were making their spot available, who's to say that somebody, because, I mean. The Giants did go with the wide receivers, so there is a chance that with Devontae Smith, still being on the board 
If the they Eagles didn't taken. make that trade, they could have taken him, which they right. And so play. that's that's the Giants there, and then also, um, well, well yes, yeah, so the Giants took there. So that's the next wide receiver. So maybe that's what the deal was. They were comfortable with taking Devontae Smith, but then they also had a a, a backup plan, and then this kind of netted them some more picks. Right. So, uh, I mean, I guess it worked out for Philadelphia. They they traded. Uh, they traded up to get the wide receiver that they wanted to get. It worked out. Um, and then and then Dallas ends up getting an extra third round pick. Yeah, and they still were able to draft Micah Parsons, which uh, I think is the best linebacker in the draft. So I know a lot of Cowboy fans were on the edge of their seats, thinking that Jerry Jones was going to fuck up this trade and mess up the pick as well. And you know what? He did the right thing. He went defense, which is. Good for Cowboys, and I know the Cowboy fans right now are already wanting to know when they can go and get size for Super Bowl rings, but <laughs> calm down, calm down. Um, we mentioned it yesterday or the day before. Uh, we gave them very little talk until then. Chicago Bears jumped up all the way to 11, taking Justin, Justin Fields. Um, yeah, first that... off, I, I want to bring up, Fields did not look happy at all. I thought that too. That that was kind of awkward. Um, I don't know if it was just like the being irritated that you weren't drafted number three at San Francisco, right? Um, or if it was just maybe it was just relief because he fell out of the top ten and he totally thought he was going to Carolina. Like after I thought after San Francisco drafted Trey Lance, I thought for sure Carolina was taking him at eight. Yeah, I would have swore on everything. That's who they were going to take. Carolina. So, I mean, it could have been that, and it could have been just relief that, you know what, I fell a little farther than I thought, but I'm now I'm drafted and I'm going to a decent team, so it's not that bad. And, see, that's something I don't understand. And, granted, I'm never going to be in their shoes, right? Do you want to get drafted by a team that is in a rebuilding stage and you have to go through all the heartache and the headaches and this and that and then get frustrated? Or do you want to go to a team that's somewhat already established, like the Bears, which we broke down their offense yesterday, and now you're going in, you already have weapons. You don't have to hope that they're searching for weapons here and there, right? So I don't know. Maybe, Maybe what you're saying has some truth to it. Maybe it was just like, he didn't want to show emotion. I don't know. Um, I, I don't know. I, I, I think Justin Fields is a good spot. This morning, Chicago came out and said that Andy Dalton is still their starter, which I think which is, is stupid. I, I get why they're doing it. I understand it. You're trying to stick to your word. We're starting to see something with GMs that are really screwing up people's heads. We've seen it with Deshaun Watson. Now we're seeing it with Chicago telling Andy Dalton, hey, come to us, and you're going to be our starter. Oh, but we drafted a quarterback in the first round. Oh, but you're still our starter. Why keep giving promises like this, and then you know what's going to happen? All because you made a a tweet like a month ago about Andy Dalton being your starter. Right. Everyone knows that Justin Fields is the future. Right. Everyone knows that. So it's very possible that Justin Fields doesn't start week one. No, he'll he'll start week two. Well, I was going to say, I guarantee you by week five, he's the guy. I just – Chicago is so frustrating because of the fact they traded for Nick Foles, right? They pick up uh, Andy Dalton. 
all this before the draft, right? You don't pick up Trubisky. You know, come the draft, you're probably going to go quarterback. Why shoot your load so damn early and get two other quarterbacks and then draft a quarterback that you traded up for and gave up more picks? Like, it's baffling to me. It it is on the surface, right? But when you kind of dive into what they did, I don't think they thought that Justin Fields was going to fall outside of the top ten. I mean, just like we thought. We thought Carolina was drafting him at eight. Once he fell past number three, we thought for sure Carolina at number eight. He won't go any further than that. And then when he wasn't drafted at ten, and you knew you know the Giants don't need a quarterback. I mean, well, I mean, they're not. They don't think they do. We'll see what happens. We're, Danny Dimes. It's too early to uh, completely cash out on uh, Daniel Jones, but. Um, I think that they were shocked that Justin Fields was still available. And so they thought, well, shit, if he's still available and we can make a trade, let's do it. Now they gave up a ton to get him, yeah. but he's a quarterback of the future. So that's kind of just what you do. I think they made all the other moves anticipating that they would be able to draft a quarterback next year. I think a lot of Eagle fans thought that, uh, Philly was going to draft Justin Fields whenever they moved up like that, but I think they made the smart move with getting Devonta Smith. Um, yeah, a, a lot of people around here, I'm sure, were hoping that they didn't draft another quarterback because Jalen Hurts is a hometown boy over here. Yeah, I was really surprised that Carolina went with uh, J.C. Horn. Um, I I saw uh, Smith going there because to to get Sam Darnold some more weapons. When when they didn't get a quarterback, I was like, okay, so they're trusting Sam Donald. And this morning they picked up his fifth year option, so they're they're giving him a tryout, the old tryout on it, I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm happy for Sam Darnold because I think we both agree he is an NFL quarterback. He just hasn't gotten like a fair shot yet, right? So I feel like it's probably in Carolina's best interest to give him a fair shake. They got him for almost nothing, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, it makes sense. And, I mean, J.C. Horn obviously fills up a spot on defense uh, that, you know, they have a vacancy at. So, um, and I, I had him listed as my my number two cornerback. Yeah. So, I feel like a number two cornerback in the draft immediately bolsters your defense. So, I, I like to pick. Um, he did sit out 2020, which kind of irritates the shit out of me. Right. But what are you going to do? A lot of these guys did that. I, just like we mentioned before, after reading many, many mock drafts, um, I was livid to see Cincinnati go Jamar Chase. And, I, you know, you and I talked afterwards, and I was vent- venting to you about that. I'm not even a Bengals fan. I just thought it was a dumb move. But seeing – the amount of offensive talent, uh, offensive line talent that was taken in the first, and that there's still a lot of good O line available for in the second round. I kind of cooled my jets a little bit because it does. I mean, there's still tackles out there that they can get that are going to do an outstanding job. I think um, so. I I get the re the reunion between Burrow and Chase, but um, I think. Uh, Burroughs ACL is probably thinking, uh, I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah, um, that's what I posted after 
um, after they took Jamar Chase. I understand the draw of Jamar Chase because he's got the rapport with the quarterback that you drafted already. Right. Um, and I think they got lucky. Let's just say it that way. They had no idea how the rest of the draft was going to shake out. And to not take Panay Sewell right there, yep. I don't get it. Um, I, I, I've said before, I feel like that guy was clearly the best left tackle in the draft. You plug him into your offensive line, and then Joe Burrow no longer has to worry about his backside. So I don't get it. And it, as it turns out, you know, they seems like they made the right decision because they're going to be able to draft a pretty good left tackle in the second round. Right. Um, but it's just irritating when you, you have a shot to get that guy and you pass. But I understand the appeal of Jamar Chase. We talked about it before where skill position players are the sexy players. Right. And so maybe they just thought at number five, <laughs> it was – too early to take an offensive tackle. I just, I think it's well, dumb. The, the biggest problem is going to be they, they're they at number, they get the sixth pick in the second round. You got Jacksonville, New York, Atlanta, Miami, Philly, and then them. Um, any of those five teams right there, or multiple of them, are bound to take an offensive lineman, I think. Um, yeah. Jacksonville surprised the shit out of me whenever they drafted a uh, – running back in the first round. I, I don't understand how you're going to draft Trevor Lawrence first pick and then later on you don't pick some somebody to protect them. Now, granted, same scenario, right? They're probably looking at their board and thinking, well, we can do that in later rounds. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still some pretty good um, tackles, pretty good offensive tackles that are left. Um, obviously, Samuel Cosme and Liam uh, Eichenberg. And then I really like Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, he's somebody that um, the Broncos actually looked at, and they broke down his tape. And he he's a pretty good player. He's still a little bit raw, but um, those guys are still available. And I don't think that all three of them will be gone by the time the the Bengals pick in uh, round two. Um, and then obviously Jacksonville has the first pick of the second round, but. I feel like they're going to go safety there. Okay. Um, I think uh, Trayvon uh, Mayrig would be the guy they'd pick there out of TCU. Um, he's a phenomenal player. I thought he was going to go in the first round as like a lock. Yeah, there were multiple times you were texting me and saying, oh, I think he's going here. I think he's well, going I here. I mean, it just it made sense. He fits with a lot of teams, and he's a great player. Um, and he knows how to he knows how to play the ball in the air. I mean, the guy the guy's phenomenal. Right. Um, but there were some reports that I was reading like up to a week before the draft, and they're saying that they wouldn't be surprised if he's drafted in the top ten. And then now he's in the second round. Like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people say it all the time. It's cliche. It was like, but now because he's fallen so far, basically Jacksonville has another first round pick, but it's in the second round. <laughs> like, yeah. It's so stupid to say, but. I mean, if you can get a guy with a first round grade in the second round, I mean, obviously that's a great value. So I just, I don't understand the running back part, man, because, you know, you have James Robinson who did pretty damn well last year. Um, they picked up Carlos Hyde in the off season. They still have Raquel Armstead, um, who a lot of people thought he was going to be the starter when Fournette left last year. Um, 
Dude, Robin, Robinson is the man, dude. Like he yeah. looked great last year. But they drafted in the first round. Like that's baffling to me. It really is. I don't. I if they would have gone defense, okay. If they would have gone O line, makes sense. If it would have gone with any other position where they actually have a fucking need, yeah, right. it would have made sense. I'm with you. Um, I don't know. I'm not a fan I, of that. Thing. As um, a Texans fan, I mean, I hope. Jacksonville continues to, to screw up, but I mean, I, I, don't no, I don't want to knock the player. The player they took, Travis Etienne, yeah, that guy's amazing. I, unless Urban Myers is going with some new system uh, to where he's going rotating backs every down or something I mean, uh, to keep legs fresh. It oh, could also, be- uh, just as a side note, he brought in Tim Tebow to try out as a tight end. He did. We had a lot of stuff go down yesterday right after we uh, recorded the show. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is pissed. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is, like, Karen pissed. Like, it's, it's weird, man. Like, he doesn't even want to talk to the manager. He wants to talk to the district supervisor. Right, yeah. He's like, uh, no, you're not going to be able to talk to me. Yeah. I need to see the CEO. Um, what's weird to me is that it's just out, out in the open – He's mad about the money. And they won't do it. They won't do anything. Well, and so that's that's the irritating part. Like, okay, so usually when a guy says, I want more money, I'm usually like, eh, fuck you, pay out, like, play out your contract, right? But what's happening in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers wanted an extension. Green Bay wanted a restructure. So then he said, fuck you, I'm not restructuring. I'm going to win MVP, and then you're going to pay me. Yep. So he won MVP, and they're still not paying him. And the report is he wants Mahomes' money. Well, they they threw another log on the fire yesterday, too, by drafting what? Defense yeah. in the first round. Not a wide receiver. They are taking their dusty, raisin-looking nutsack and just <laughs> rubbing it on his forehead. Yeah, he's going to play Moby Dick for real. That this, guy, like... He is – it's crazy to me that, that you've seen this organization now do this twice. Two years they in did, a row. Well, no, it was it. they did it to Brett Favre, well, too, yeah. remember? Brett Favre wanted to play in Green Bay, and they were like, nah, we got this other guy. We're going to have him play. Now, they turned out to be right. Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers. But it's like they did it once, so now they're like, ah, we don't have to listen to these quarterbacks. We got another guy that's ready to play. And I don't think Jordan Love is on the level with no. these other two guys. Oh. So I think they might have bit off more than they can chew in this one. Um, I am a little happy that every time a quarterback gets pissed off, they all say they want to come to Denver. Right. That's kind of cool. I, 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 don't, I don't know, man. Like, I, I'm baffled by this. Like, why are you pissing off? There's so much what, disrespect to one of the greatest last. quarterbacks. Like, what the fuck? It it makes zero fucking sense. Like they're get it. they are forcing him to retire. Well, and then that's the worst part is that he's going to retire, but he's still under contract, so they don't have to release him. He can't play nope. for another two years. Uh, GM came out today and said they're not trading him. Right? Yeah, I heard that too. And I mean, I don't think that you can trade Aaron Rodgers. Right? Uh, that's I mean that's the camp that I'm in. But I'm also seeing though that they're. Uh, like the the fan pages 
they're putting up like projected trades. Mm-hmm. And in every projected trade, they think Green Bay's going to get three first round picks for Aaron Rodgers. He's 37 years old. You're going to pay three first round picks for a guy you you might get two years out of? Uh, Houston would probably do it. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, Houston would probably like name the stadium Green Bay Packer Stadium just to get Aaron Rodgers. But, yeah. I mean, not that that's that bad an idea, actually, but um, I just feel like we live in this world where the organizations listen to the fans too much. It's so irritating. Like, yeah. I remember when Tim Tebow got drafted, another Bronco story, so bear with me. But when Tim Tebow got drafted, um, Kyle Orton was clearly the better quarterback. They weren't even close. But the fans started bitching and moaning that they wanted God's child to play for the Broncos. And lo and behold, they gave in and he started. Now, yeah, they, they made it to the playoffs and he won a playoff game and all that kind of stuff. But that defense was probably one of the best defenses we've ever seen, right? He was winning games like 18 to 15 because Matt Prater was making like 90-yard field goals because he couldn't get any yards going on offense. So clearly that was not in you know a football-smart move to start Tim Tebow, but the fans wanted it, so they did it. Now, and do, so now do you think here it was are. mainly the fans that pushed for that, or do you think right. Kyle yeah, Orton was just shit in the bed? No, I mean they were they were zero and four, and Kyle Orton wasn't playing that bad. But it's just like there were a bunch of you know fumble here or an in, like a tip ball or an interception here, and it just it just looked bad. But that's how that's how fans are. And now we're to that point where fans are already writing off Andrew Locke. Drew Locke. Not I was about to say. I, I always get those confused. I try to say Andrew Luck and Drew Locke. And in my head, I keep saying, don't fuck it up. And then I do it every time. <laughs> but it just, it's weird. It's like, I feel like the 49ers drafted Trey Lance because the fans wanted it. You well, know? but you're also one that mentioned on here many times that right after his pro day is whenever San Francisco jumped up there. Right. And I don't know if fans were talking about that then like I was a firm believer that they were going to go with Justin Fields Um, well and now I mean I feel like Justin Fields is a better quarterback but I feel like the only reason why they went after Trey Lance is because their fan base wanted him I mean same thing with same thing with uh, Matt Schaub down here Matt Schaub got completely destroyed by the fan base right but was he the work like was he the reason why that team was losing no Uh, Towards the end, yeah, he was making stupid plays and just not being the quarterback that he was the previous years. Like he he fell off quick, and it wasn't the fans saying get rid of him. He just fell off. Now it could have been because the fans were all over his ass. Like the fans were showing up at his house, and it's like, well, so okay, he got the Tony Romo treatment from. So okay. Cowboys fans love Tony Romo, so they don't ever say anything bad about him. Mm-hmm. But Texan fans hated Tony Romo. And why did Texan fans hate Tony Romo and say he sucked? Well, every time the game was on the line, he always threw an interception, right? Okay. Well, the problem was is that the defense gave up 45 points, and he was only able to put up 44. He is driving on the last drive and throws an interception, right? So is that really his fault that they lost the game? No. And the same thing was happening with with Matt Schaub. Matt Schaub was playing 
pretty decent. I mean, he's still to this day the best quarterback the Texans have ever had. Uh, but, I mean, Deshaun Watson hadn't done shit yet. Like, he's a great player, and he's an immense talent, and definitely way more talented than Matt Schaub ever even dreamed about being. Right. But right now in the record books, Matt Schaub owns every passing record for the Houston Texans. So I don't know what people were thinking that, you know, they just needed to get rid of this guy and he was he was garbage. I mean, the whole team was garbage. So, except for, I guess, except for J.J. Watt, that he was still winning Defensive Player of the Year. But Right. I, I just feel like we listen to fans – we, I'm not anybody. I feel like NFL teams listen to the fans too much. You have to listen to them in, in some form or fashion because, you know, at the end of the day, they, they're the ones that pay the light bill. I get it. But leave, like, some of the personnel decisions to the guys who are actually scouting these players, man. I don't know. Look, I don't know look, how I got off on that tangent, but – just. just Looking at, looking at Schaub's final year in 2013 with the Texans, he only threw for 2,300 yards in 10 games. He had 14 interceptions and 10 touchdowns. He was sacked 21 times, fumbled once. What was the team record? Uh, doesn't say. I'll get back to you on that one. Okay. Because, I mean, yeah, he he played bad, right? But he played bad because there was nothing else on the team. So, like, I guess the idea is – Well, I mean, he still had Andre Johnson. He had, granted, Ben Tate. Ben Tate wasn't an outstanding running back. Uh, Jonathan Joseph was some still pretty sharp at that point. Um, Arian Foster. Uh, Arian Foster was hurt that whole year, wasn't he? Played eight games. Well, so, okay, so almost the whole year. He had Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins at the same time. DeAndre Hopkins was as a, this as a rookie, right? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, Owen Daniels was on there. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, uh, I, I get what you're saying. I, I don't know if I believe that so much that organizations give in to fan base because if that was the case, uh, Garrett would have been fired years ago from Dallas. They were 2-14 uh, and 14 as a team. Okay. Because, you know. So that's not, I guess my point is that, that whole thing is that Matt Schaub got all of the blame, well, but clearly for a team to always go, get full blame. Right? No, no. I, I I understand that. What I'm saying is that yes, quarterbacks always get the blame, and you know half the time they get the blame if they win too. So okay, but he clearly was not the reason why that team was losing, and that that's what I was getting at. But if you go back and ask fans. Oh yeah, Matt Schaub was garbage. That's why we kept losing. And I don't know if I don't know if that's true. That's that season he sucked. He did. I mean, just looking the at the whole them. team sucked. It's one well, it's one thing if you know you have stars on your team and they're producing, but your quarterback is like fumbling the ball or whatever. Like I How do you I have Andre Johnson and DeAndre Hopkins and you're throwing 14 picks? Yeah. That's not their fault. Well, so, that's his fault for poor, poor judgment. So yeah, he is at fault on some of that. There's no way that all 14 of those interceptions were his fault. No way. No. And then he only played Secretary, in 10. Secretary, check the tapes, 2013, Matt Shaw. Yeah, hey, run it back. <laughs> My um, point is, is that it seems like when franchises are struggling, 
they start listening to the fan base even more. And it's irritating. Because fans don't know shit. That's, I guess the real reason why this pisses me off is because I was sweating bullets that the Broncos were going to draft Justin Fields. At <laughs> and while that's not a bad pick, and I really like Justin Fields, I'm not fully ready to abort on Drew Locke yet. I feel like what we talked about the other day where you give quarterbacks four years before you actually know who they are. Right. He's in his fourth season. Right. This season will be his fourth season. Yep. But the first season, he broke his damn thumb and never even played. Do what? This is his third season. He's drafted in 2019. Well, whatever. This is okay. So even, even sooner. Right, he broke his thumb, didn't play, and then played really well at the end of the 2019 season. I think they went four and one. He played pretty good, and then 2020, first game of the season, Cortland Sutton tears his ACL, and then like I don't know, it seemed like two drives later, he sprains the AC joint in his throwing shoulder. Right, and so like yeah, he played like shit for a little while because he was fucking hurt. And his number one guy was down. Yeah. But down the stretch again, from, you know, week 14 on, he played pretty well. And, I mean, they didn't necessarily win, but you could see that he was starting to understand the game, right? But if you get on any Broncos forum and listen to any of these idiot fans, every single one of them, they're pissed because the Broncos had a chance at a quarterback and they passed him up. And it's like, yeah, but they got Patrick Sertain. Like, he's a great cornerback. He's going to plug into that defense. And Nick Fangio is a defensive guy. He's going to make that defense bulletproof again. Right. So, I mean, it'd be one thing if we still had Kyle Orton as our quarterback. Right? If we had Kyle like Orton. 47. Well, but I'm just saying, if we had a guy like that who you know isn't going anywhere, or they'd signed Ryan Fitzpatrick, Right. Like, I understand that. Then you draft a quarterback. They traded for T- Teddy Bridgewater. That's kind of they the They traded same for thing. Teddy Bridgewater because he has a rapport with the offensive coordinator. And uh, Peyton, when he was with Minnesota, drafted. He was involved in the draft to get Teddy Bridgewater before his knee just, like, blew apart. So they brought him in because he's going to understand the offense and he's going to push Drew Locke to be the best quarterback he can be. And if Drew Locke just happens to shit the bed, Teddy Bridgewater's only 28, so he could still be a starter. Yeah. And then, you know, if you start Teddy Bridgewater and you go four and – well, how many games are we playing this year? Six, 17? Yeah. So if you go four and 13, then you draft a quarterback. Fuck it. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm just tired of these instant reactions from fans and – you know, like, they don't know what they're talking about. Well, and that's the problem, right? Now, granted, we dive into the game a little bit more as far as players. Your casual fan just sits there, watches the game, and doesn't know probably anybody from defense. They only look at the quarterback and the wide receivers or the running back, and they see that Drew Locke threw an interception, so that's going to stick in their mind. They're going to be like, ah, oh, fucking Drew Locke, what the hell? Um, yeah, but they're not going to remember that. But uh, Jerry Judy got hit in the hands like eight or nine times and dropped those motherfuckers. Right. Um, so I don't know. Uh, we we finally got the beginning pieces 
for teams moving forward. I don't know how we got here. We were talking about Aaron Rodgers, and now we're talking about fans. Um, it is weird, though, speaking of fans, is like, does Aaron Rodgers go to the fans since they are pretty much the owners of the team? Like, if you have stock in Green Bay, you're technically an owner of the team. Does he reach out to the stock owners and be like, hey, uh, I need y'all to go ahead and get me out of here? Um, I don't think so. No, I, I don't know I, how that works. I think they have a board. They they have partners, right? Okay. That that, but they're not called owners. Um, but yes, you can buy stock in Green Bay Packers, and if you buy the stock, you are technically an owner. So, so we can be an owner of an NFL franchise. Yes, I wonder if I can put that on my resume. Well, I'm just wondering if we could do it as a business with. Our podcast, Who Want to Be Athletes Talk Sports, owns part of Green Bay. That would be pretty awesome. That would be. Uh, I'm trying to find it right now. I mean, I'm not a Green Bay Packer fan, but I definitely respect the organization. Do you think Dwayne Wade is a, a Utah Jazz fan, but he went and became part owner? Like, Well, no. I mean, I feel like the guys that played in the league, like for whatever league, they were probably fans of a team when they were little kids, but now that they've been in, you know, on the different rosters, I don't think they have like a team per se. They probably root for like certain guys, you know what right. I mean? But yeah, no, uh, that's a weird question about the, the Packers. I mean, honestly, do you think he's going to get traded? Cause I, I don't, I, I want to say yes. I, I, I think he, somehow twist the arm of Green Bay to get traded. He he has to because him sitting out is an option that can happen. Him retiring, I, I do not see as an option whatsoever. Yeah. Well, um, so, all right, then this is a question. Who gets traded first, Deshaun Watson or Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers. More people are chomping at the bit. Like we said the other day, they're so eager for instant uh, satisfaction and to where – they think Aaron Rodgers is going to be the the fix of their team for one year. Well, so the San Francisco 49ers offered apparently three first round picks. Yeah. Rodgers and the Packers turned it down. They're probably kicking themselves this morning and thinking, damn it, we should have taken that. So they asked this question on the Blitz, um, ESPN 97.5, AJ and Fred. They asked this question. If you are any team in the NFL that's not Kansas City, okay, and a, any other team calls you and they want to offer three first-round picks for your quarterback, mm-hmm. which teams are saying no to that? Because um, I can't really think of any other than Kansas City. Buffalo. Really? Uh, I, I don't see Buffalo getting rid of Josh Allen. Uh, you get three first-round picks. Well, so, okay, so then this is, this is where the caveat sh- switches. So, if you're Buffalo and you trade Josh Allen, so now whatever team you're trading him to, now they have a really good quarterback. So, now that first-round pick, it's probably in the, t- the high 20s, right? So, if you get three first-round picks that are in the high 20s, is it even worth it? No. Probably not. No. So Especially with somebody like Josh case, Allen. Exactly. So if that's the case, 
you're not going to draft a quarterback at 25 to 28 that's that talent. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was drafted in that spot. I got it. But that's not what I'm – that was like a rare occurrence. But what I'm saying is if that's the case, if, you, if you're the Texans, right, is it worth it to trade Deshaun Watson for four first-round picks to a team – like to trade Deshaun Watson to a team that you're instantly going to improve and it's all it's going to do is lower the draft stock that you're getting back in return. For their situation, yes, because Okay, so maybe Deshaun Watson's a bad example. What okay, so what if you're what if Aaron you're Rogers is almost on the same level? What like, if you're what if you're Seattle? Three first rounds for uh Russell. Russell. Yeah. Fuck. If if Seattle doesn't take that, they're stupid. Well, so, but that—that's my point right there. So, let's say Miami, right? Miami, Miami already made the playoffs. Okay. Were, were they ten and six last year? I think something like that. So they make the playoffs last year. So then you—you if you take that entire roster, swap Tua for Russell Wilson, you think they win twelve games? Oh yeah. Okay, so if they win twelve, well, I guess thirteen now with seventeen game schedule. So if they win seven or they win uh, thirteen games this coming like the next three seasons, and you're drafting, you know, eighteen to twenty five range depending on how they do in the playoffs, is it still worth it? Because I mean, right now if we look at who got drafted, eighteen to twenty five, two running backs, uh, an edge rusher, a linebacker, a wide receiver. Two edge rushers, a linebacker, a wide receiver, a cornerback, and a, a left tackle. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, barring the left tackle, because I don't think he should have been drafted there. He should have been drafted way earlier. But Is if you can get – Darisol, whatever. If you can get a left tackle, then, okay, that's a pretty good pick. But you still don't have a quarterback. Right. So – I guess what I'm saying is you're not going to get any talent that's equal to a Russell Wilson at at the quarterback position. Right, but you look at it. So, first off, if you lose Russell Wilson, not only are you picking up a second first-round pick in next year's draft, but your team's probably going to fall to probably within the top five. So, right there, you're already getting a high pick. You have a chance of getting an whatever the top wide or quarterback coming out of the 2022 draft. Um, then on top of that, if you're still continuing to suck, you, the, whatever the next three two uh, drafts after that, you're still getting two picks, and you're still within the top five, top ten of drafting whatever else you need. So it's not a complete. It's going to be a complete rehaul, and that's something Pete Carroll has come out multiple times and said he's not looking to rebuild. Um, now you take Green Bay's situation. Well, they've already picked up a quarterback last year in the first round, so they feel like they're pretty comfortable with that. If they go ahead and get three first rounds for Aaron Rodgers, uh, that only helps them, in my opinion, because yeah, they'll fall a- off again. They won't be in the playoffs. If they are, it, it'll be a surprise. And the teams that are probably dr- giving up three rounds – three first-round picks for Aaron Rodgers are probably already sitting at a low point anyways. So when you explain it like that, that makes it a little easier to swallow. That makes a lot more sense because, yeah, if you're at the bottom, like if your team's not any good and you're to the point where you're going to trade a star quarterback, right? 
then you're going to end up being at the top of the draft for the next couple of years anyway. So that makes sense. I'm with you on that. I, I didn't think about it that way. Because look at it right now. Like, just looking at the only team within the top ten after yesterday's draft that I could see making a trade like that for Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson is Carolina. Um, I can even see Detroit doing that, and they trade Jared Goff. You trade Jared Goff and you give up three first-round picks, whatever team is getting that, whether it be Green Bay or Houston, they win in that situation, hands down, because Detroit sucks. Aaron Rodgers going to Detroit does not make them a Super Bowl contending team, let alone a a division contender, in my opinion. Um, I disagree with that. I feel like if he went to Detroit, they would instantly be better than Green Bay. You still have Minnesota. Now you've got Chicago, too. They're they're on equal footing with Minnesota. Minnesota has a great defense. They have a great – they have a way better offense than Detroit does. Not with Aaron Rodgers on it. Who Who's their star wide receiver? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Can, Is it Marvin name, Jones? Can, can you name three on Minnesota? Yeah. I can, name, I can name two on Minnesota. You can name the running back. You can well, – Well, Dalvin Cook, true. Well, but uh, DeAndre Swift is no slouch in Detroit. Right, but that's one guy, one weapon. Well, they have a better tight end, T.J. Hawkinson. He's pretty good. So, um, who did Detroit draft? They, they got drafted Sewell. Well. So they got a pretty good offensive line right now. So I, I Rogers in in Detroit does not make them a contender this year. And on that, you go through another year. He's starting twenty twenty two at thirty eight. Um, yeah. I, I, I've been on the podcast and I've said before that any team Aaron Rodgers would go to would instantly be a favorite. Well, it looks um, like right now he's going to be on a team that he doesn't want to play for and he won't play. So, true. Uh, um, I, I think that he ends up playing. Um, I don't think that they trade him. And I think this is all for show. But for what, though? For what? Just because of this, we're sitting here, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers now. For what? I mean, yeah, it, this doesn't seem very Roger like. Um. Well, I mean, do you remember when he came out from UCLA? No, he was pretty cocky. He he sounded just like like Josh Rosen. Basically, said the exact same thing that Aaron Rodgers said. Yeah, but <laughs> look at Rodgers now, though. Right, right. No, but what I'm saying is think about what people were saying about Aaron Rodgers when he said it. True. He wasn't shit back then. But he also wasn't trying to hold a team hostage either. Well, true. I mean, that's a whole other argument there. Um, Green Bay's got to do it. They they can't. He was already pissed off after the coach's decision to kick a fucking field goal. That cost him a game when they yeah. could have scored, tied it won the game, whatever, right? He was already – first off, he was already pissed off when this coach came in. He was pissed off when McCarthy left. Like – Well, him and McCarthy didn't get along, so I don't know if he's really pissed off about that. But I think he was more pissed that they got rid of McCarthy and then never talked to him about who they were going to hire as his replacement. Well, we've had this conversation before, and I don't care who you are, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes – Whoever the organization wants to hire as a head coach, that's on them. They're the ones writing the check. 
I don't give a damn. They don't need to talk to him about, oh, hey, we're going to go ahead and bring in Bill Belichick. Are you okay with that? Like, that, that's none of his opinion. Yeah, I'm with you on that part. I, I think I said before that I feel like on an NFL organization or in an NFL organization, you should just be trusting that everybody is in the right place to make the right decision. Um, I don't think that most teams look at their quarterback for personnel decisions and or front office decisions. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think the idea that he's pissed off because he didn't get any input is garbage. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit different than the Deshaun Watson part because Green Bay never, never told him they were going to involve him. He's just mad because they didn't. Right. The Houston Texans told Deshaun that he was going to be involved and then they didn't even listen to him. And that goes back to the whole thing to where GMs and owners are fucking up right now by saying to their quarterbacks, oh, we're going to let you have a say in right. this, or, oh, you're right. going to be our starter, and, oh, we drafted a yeah, quarterback. You, you can't go back and forth. The answer should always be no. We just, will handle that part. You handle your job on the field. Yeah, you just worry about the stuff on the field. We'll take care of this in the office, all right? We're going to do our best to make you a Super Bowl winning team. Absolutely. You just keep doing you. So, I mean, and then really, if I was the owner of the NFL team, I'd be like, look, you know what? We drafted you, so we clearly know what the fuck we're doing. Yep. So just sit back and uh, enjoy the team. Play with the team that I give you. Well, you uh, you got any uh, surprises for round two? No. Um, I mean, the Texans don't have a draft pick. I don't think that they'll move up. Um, there's nobody in the second round. See, like the deal is, is with some of these teams that didn't have first or second round draft picks, there's not any silver bullet. You're not going to find a player in the second round that's just going to instantly turn around your franchise. Right. So um, I don't think there will be any like full on surprises. There might be a couple trades that are that I, shocking. I, I think there are going to be trades on it. Um... But like you said, no no powerhouse names are going to come out. And just... I mean, I'm interested to see where some of these players that I had first round grades for fall. Like, I'm interested to see who drafts them. Right. I'm, I'm obviously very interested to see where Kyle Trask goes. I want to see if uh, Kellen Mond and uh, Sam Ellinger actually get drafted. Like, that's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to see that. There's some running backs that I'm kind of interested in. Trey Sermon from Ohio State, I'm curious to see where he goes. Um, I feel like he could be a playmaker in the NFL. I don't think he's a like a bell cow running back, you know, where you just like Dalvin Cook or Travis Henry or Derrick Henry, you just turn around and give him the ball and don't worry about it. I don't think he's anything like that, but um, there's a couple guys. Uh, I want to see where Hubbard goes, too. He's a pretty good player. There are still a lot of decent wide receivers out there, too. Yeah, um, I mean Elijah Moore, um, Terrence Marshall Jr., Rondell Moore. And Dwayne Eskridge is still available too. I mean, he's from Western Michigan, so he's probably down a little bit further. Right. So there's uh, the Tylen Wallace kid from Oklahoma State. Uh, yeah, Elijah Moore from Ole Miss. Like, uh, there's some good players still available. Um, the Pat Fryermuth guy from Penn State still available at tight mm-hmm. end. Some pretty decent talent at offensive tackle. Um, I'm looking at the defense side. Um, let me pull this a little closer so I can read it. Um, 
Yeah, obviously there's a bunch of safeties that are still available because I had uh, Trayvon Meerig as my number one and no safety got drafted. So there's still a bunch of talent there. Nick Bolton, never, he hasn't been drafted yet. Yeah. Um, I like him a lot. And uh, Asante Samuel Jr. is still available. Um, that's that's one pick that shocked me when they went with Eric Stokes at Green Bay at at number twenty nine. Um, I know you kind of halfway mentioned it, and then we went off on a tangent. But um, I I had him graded pretty low, and I kind of felt like it was a reach there at twenty nine. Um, I don't know if it's because they had their eye on Rashad, Rashad Bateman and he went 27 to Minnesota. I mean, to uh, Baltimore from Minnesota. I, I don't know if that kind of threw like a monkey wrench in their, uh, their plans there. I'm wondering if the reason why they didn't go wide receiver, I'm wondering if they're still considering, if there's some truth behind them possibly going for Juju. Or not Juju, uh, Julio. Julio. Right. Um, yeah. And that that very well could be, and I feel like yeah, if you can land Julio Jones, that's a much better player. Let's jump back real quick. If they make a trade for Julio, does Rogers play? Now, Grady, you already said you think he's going to play, but do you think that's going to be more of an incentive for him to play? Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, you have a great quarterback who won MVP without Julio Jones. I just think about the numbers he could put up with Julio Jones, right? I mean, yeah, I think – I've already said, I feel like wherever wherever uh, Aaron Rodgers plays this season, they're the favorite in the in whatever conference he's in. Even, even if he goes to an AFC team, I think they're the favorite. He's that good. I mean, it has to be the right AFC team, I think, because he's still got to beat the Chiefs. But I'm still – I mean, I'm still going to just put it out there. If he goes to any team, they're the favorite in that conference. Huh. I don't know. I, I, there's too there's too much talent out in the AFC to where I I couldn't put him at favorite. I really couldn't. There, you you look at Mahomes, you look at Allen, you even look at Lamar Jackson. Um, those are three right there that are on teams right now. Have been in the playoffs multiple years, and uh, you put him somewhere like Tennessee, maybe. Uh, you put them in uh, – I'm just spitballing right now. Um, where else could you put him? And it's just well, – I, like, I think in Tennessee, he's got a great running back, good offensive line, and a hellacious wide receiver in A.J. Brown. So, yeah. um, you put him in Indianapolis, no. I mean, they wouldn't go for him because they just made, right. made all those moves for uh, – uh, the the Philly, Philadelphia quarterback Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, thank you. They just made that trade for him, so I don't know if they would want to go the Aaron Rodgers route. If uh, if he went to the Browns, I could see it because the offense that they have out there with the running game and the wide receivers, to me, you're almost transferring over to the uh, a similar Green Bay team, with the exception of uh, better receivers. Yeah, you total. have multiple wide receivers, right? There. Um, um, I mean, you would obviously none of them are Devonte Adams level, right? But they're so it's like Devonte Adams is an A plus, and then all these guys are like B plus wide receivers, right? The next wide receiver on Green Bay is an A minus, I mean a C minus at best. So 
you if you if he goes to Oakland or Oakland, Las Vegas, maybe. But I mean, he's, he's got a really good running game, really good wide receivers. So I say really and, good wide receivers, but well, I mean, I mean, they drafted one in the first round last year, and then Darren Waller is a top five tight end. Right, Josh Jacobs is a top five running back. Yeah, and the oh, guy, I mean, and that's Drake a pretty right good team. Him. And I mean, he makes that the what's the guy? What, what's his name? He's got like three names. Simpson Scantling. I can't think of his his name. Um, Marcus Valdez Scantling. Yeah. So Aaron Rodgers made that guy a, a name that you know some people know. Not me, apparently, but some people know that name just because he plays with Aaron Rodgers, right? So who's to say that he can't do the same thing for some of those guys in in Las Vegas? True. But who were the three teams he said he wanted to go to? Denver, Denver, Raiders, and San Francisco. Yeah. So okay, let's just take those three teams. If he went to any of those three teams, do you think they're instant contenders? Well, San Francisco, yes, but we're still in the NFC there. Um, if he goes to Denver, yes, because of the way they've been beefing up that defense over there. Um, but does that put him as the top contender? No. No, no, but I mean, like what I'm saying is if if Aaron Rodgers went to the Broncos today. Would you bet on the Broncos to make it to the AFC Championship game? No. Okay. I'm shocked by that. Okay, so, but San Francisco, would you bet on San Francisco to be in the NFC Championship game? Yes. Okay, I mean, I agree with that 100%. But what about the Raiders? You're going to, do you think the Raiders would be in the AFC Championship game? No. See, I think the Raiders are the farthest away. Um, I mean, I like Derek Carr a lot, but I, I feel like the Raiders just don't have all the pieces there. I mean, we talked about John Gruden. It feels like John Gruden is taking way too long to build this team. He's properly. taking baby steps. He's been there for, what, three years now? I don't even know. Yeah. Two or three? Long, three or four. So. Yeah. No, I mean – um. I, I have a hard time with saying that Rodgers would be, especially if you put Rodgers in the same division as the Chiefs, like it's hard to say that they would be in the AFC Championship because of the fact that, one, they're playing Kansas City twice, and there's probably – Kansas City is a very hard team to beat, in my opinion. Um, Unless you have a really good defense. True, which Tampa showed us that. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. It, I like to speculate on it, but I, I find it real. I think he would struggle a little bit being in the same division as uh, Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's the like when people say, um, well, like the three teams that he wants to go to, two of them are in the AFC West. I think mm-hmm. that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, maybe he wants the competition. Maybe he feels like that's something to prove. Going there uh, is hands down one of the harder divisions in the AFC. Um, I mean, because like, we're not even talking about the Chargers with Justin Herbert and all that kind of stuff where they're going. So. Side note, they did great too in the draft, in my opinion, with picking up uh, – Rashawn Slater? Yes. Uh, I nailed that on my mock draft, by the way. Them uh, showing that they're making smart moves and getting protection for Justin Herbert um, is – Hands down, a great move, in my opinion. Um, I was surprised it was Slater. Uh, I was thinking maybe they – I could have seen Leatherwood going there, um, but I'm not mad about Slater. 
know, I feel like he's the most polished. Well, I said this on on Facebook when they made the pick. I feel like he's the most polished NFL ready player right now. His his technical skills are phenomenal. Um, obviously, he's athletic. Obviously, he's got size and strength and everything like that. But his technique is flawless, right? That's what uh, Todd McShay said, is that his technique is flawless. And uh, that's half the battle. I think knowing where you can and can't put your hands, I mean, that's, that's a pretty big deal, you know. Absolutely. And uh, I think it's a great pick for, for the Chargers. Um like you said, you get to protect your investment, your rookie of the year from the previous season. Um, sounds sounds like a sound, solid, logical pick, man. Man, you know, for the first time in this podcast history, we've done five episodes in five days. Oh, yeah. um, all of y'all listening, trust me, this is not going to be happening on a regular unless one of us wins the lottery or right. we go ahead and start getting a big paycheck for this. So I mean, we could. I'm, I'm not turning that down. Right. So uh, I hope y'all have had fun with the past five days. I know we've had a blast uh, doing this. And the the interaction we had with everybody yesterday on Twitter and Facebook and TikTok uh, was probably one of the highlights of my week. Um, of course, seeing your beautiful face every day, Zach, has made this very special Aww, as well. Thank you. Um, it's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. Secretary, call the plumber. We got a leak. Um. But, yeah, man, had fun. Uh, we'll be back again next week. We're going to go on a little hiatus and uh, continue on. More news is going to come out. We still got more of the draft coming up for the next few days over the weekend. Um, possible trades going to happen. Maybe we'll hear something from Deshaun Watson. I know we haven't heard anything about that in a while. Uh, yeah, people are saying that that might be because we're going to hear about some settlements coming up. Yeah. He's practically saying I put my ding-ding on you. Pretty much. So, uh, guys, don't forget to find us on social media. Don't forget to share us. Uh, we've got a contest going on right now for a free T-shirt, uh, some other merch possibly. So share us, like us, comment, all that fun stuff. You know where to find us. If you don't, go ask your mom. She knows. Giggity. Um, yeah, hey, tag tag people that you know haven't listened to us or yes. tag people that you think will enjoy listening to us or tag people you think will fucking hate us. I don't care. Help Just tag grow. people, man. Help us grow the brand a little bit. This is Two Wanna Be Athletes Talk Sports. I'm Ed. I'm Zach. And Adios Asshole.